This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. But I just want to talk about um, the cost of following Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's beautiful, but it's a cost. It will cost you, you know? It will. It will cost your time. It will cost your finances. I mean, if you go travel to tell people about Jesus, it costs money. Everything costs money. It might cost you your friends, your family. It might cost your reputation. It may cost you a lot. But it's okay because he's so worth it. He's so worthy of it all. He's so worthy of it all. You'll, there's just nothing like him. Nothing like him. So I just want to go first to First Chronicles 21. You can turn there if you want with me, or if not, I'll just read it to you. But this is when David, King David, took a census, and he disobeys God. You guys, you know that story in the Bible. And God is displeased with him because he wasn't supposed to do that, but he did it anyways. So God said to him, you can have three years of famine, three months of war, or three days of plague. And David chose to have three days of plague because he knew that God was merciful and he didn't want three months of war because he didn't want his enemies to have them. So then the angel of death came and so many people died. And the angel of death came and the Lord held back the angel and you see the angel stops. If we go to verse 18, we can actually read that together. 21, 1 Chronicles 21, verse 18. Then the angel of the Lord told God to instruct David to go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor. I'll probably say this word wrong, Michael, so you can correct me if I do. <laughs> Arana, the Jebusite. Did I say that right? Oh, no. He just said, nope. Okay, I tried. So... Then if you go over to verse 22, so David said to Arana, let me buy this threshing floor from you at its full price. Then I will build an altar to the Lord there so that he will stop the plague. And he says to David, no, my Lord, no, king, take it. Just take it for free and take my sacrifice unto the Lord. Take it, just have it. And then in verse 24, says, but King David replied to, I'll just say him, since I say it wrong, <laughs> but King David replied to him, no, I insist on buying it for the full price. I will not take what is yours and give it to the Lord. I will not present burnt offerings that have cost me nothing. Yeah, that just really ministered to me when I was reading it a couple weeks ago. Because if you want to move the Lord, if you want to stop death at your door, if you want God to move on your behalf, it's going to cost you something. You're not going to be able to go off of what your family has done for God, what your friends have done for the Lord, what your spouse has done for God. It's got to cost you. It has to cost you something. That's why Michael and I are able to be here today, because we paid a price. I could have said, well, look what my dad has done. God, he's amazing. No, that wouldn't have gotten me anywhere. That wouldn't have gotten me nothing. I had to pay a price, and I couldn't say, look at what my husband's done. I'll share my story one day with you guys, but you guys know, I, I had a really bad season two years ago. I had a breakdown. I lost my mind. I wasn't doing well. I wasn't sleeping. I'm just going to be really raw, so hopefully you guys can handle the truth because I'm not going to stand up here like I have it all together. Nobody does, okay? So, yeah, let's just be honest. So, two years, I didn't have it all together. I was lost. I didn't know who I was. 
I found my identity in who my dad was, who my family was, who my husband was. I didn't know who I was. And I was searching. And I was riding on their obedience. And I was dead inside, completely dead inside. There was no sacrifice. There was no obedience in my life. I was far from God. I was just going down this dangerous path walking away from Jesus and I felt completely dead and ashamed of who I had become I wasn't sleeping at night I didn't sleep for three years like not just like a couple hours and I like no I wasn't sleeping like I maybe got two to three hours a night if I was lucky the presence was gone I wasn't willing to pay the price and the price is time it's time If you can't give Jesus time, how can he trust you with anything? If you want a relationship with Jesus, how can you have a relationship with Jesus and not give him your time? You know, I'm married. If Michael didn't give me any time, we wouldn't have an intimate relationship. He would just be like somebody I saw at the grocery store. There would be no intimacy. There would be no love affair. There would be no bride and bridegroom. Jesus needs your time, and I wasn't willing to give him that. I wasn't willing to give him my life. It didn't cost me anything. So if you want to move the Lord's heart, you have to give of yourself like King David did. He knew that it had to cost him. He had to purchase it and make it his own. If it wasn't his, it wouldn't move God's heart. And we all need God to move on our behalf. How many of you guys need God to move on your behalf? I do all day, every day. We all do. And the cool thing is, now he does. Is life perfect? No, it's not perfect. It will never be perfect. But I have this communion with him now daily, so it doesn't matter what life throws at me. I get by. I get by, and I have confidence in who he is, and I know him. And I lay down my life every day for him. And I'm not perfect, okay? I have my moments. And when I'm not with him and I'm not living a life of surrender, I don't even feel good inside. I mean, it's got to be a daily thing with him. It's got to be sacrifice. He wants your love. That always gets me. Like, he just, he wants us so bad. He's waiting for your love and he wants your heart. And so many of us, like me, have shut down our heart to him because we've been so hurt by other people that we completely shut down and we turn off our heart to him. And he's just sitting there saying, can I get inside? Will you let me in? Will you let me be with you? Will you let me take over and fight for you, fight your battles, stand in the place of someone that you love and trust and just take over everything? He's that kind of God. He's a good God. He wants our troubles. He wants our issues. He wants our problems. He wants them. Who who else in your life wants that? Only Jesus. When David did that, we see in the Bible the plague stopped. The death stopped. It stopped. 
and God sent this fire down and he accepted David's offering now because he knew the offering cost David something and David paid a price. So he sent the fire down and burnt it up and that was the sacrifice, that was the offering and it was accepted. And everything stopped, the death stopped, everything going around that was crazy and evil and wicked, it all stopped because David paid the price. It was on a threshing floor. A threshing floor is a place of work. You know, it's where in the Bible they were like, they would take the grain and like stomp on it and they would get the stuff that they needed and the stuff that was just trash and throw it away. It was a place of work. That's where this happened. God wants your work. You know what I mean when I say that? Like, he wants you. You have to work. Yes, salvation is free. His love is free. But you have to work for this love affair with him. You can't just expect to never talk to him, never pray, never sacrifice, never go out and share the gospel with people, never pray for the sick, never pray for others, and just expect that you've got this intimate, intimate relationship. You, you might be a Christian, you're all good, you'll go to heaven, but is that what you want? Don't you want to go deeper with the Lord? Don't you want to know the depths of his heart? Don't you want to know the things that make him happy and the things that make him sad? Don't you want to say his name and you feel him right away? You feel his presence? That's what I want. I didn't have that. That's why I talk about this now because I didn't make the sacrifice. I just felt so dead inside. And Michael and all of his buddies would, you know, talk about this deep, intimate walk with him, and I would just sit there and be like, God, I don't have that. But it, I wasn't paying the price, so that's why I didn't have it. And then when I had my season of just horrible season in 2016, instead of doing what I always did and just said, oh, just I hope it goes away, and becoming dead inside and numb inside, for the first time since I was little, I turned to Jesus and I said, God, I can't do this on my own. I'm a mess. I'm falling apart. My life is falling apart. Everything about me is falling apart. My marriage, my children, my walk with you. I don't even feel like I'm a Christian anymore. I'm completely dead inside. What's happening to me? I need you, Jesus. I need you. Please, please come back. Because I hadn't even talked to him in so long. I, hadn't, I stopped reading the Bible. I stopped praying. Yeah, I went to church. And yeah, I wasn't partying or something but I was just what, what's the point of living I mean what's the point what's the point there was no I mean there was no point of me even like the, my life was falling apart and it was so simple it's because Jesus wasn't the center of it I mean we get so many letters from people so many messages Oh, this is this is happening, and my life is falling apart, and I'm I'm anxious all the time, and I'm fearful all the time. And I say, Have you talked to Jesus today? Do you start your day off with Jesus? Are you spending time with Him? Are you worshiping Him? Are you getting away from all the gross stuff of this world? Are you allowing that into your life? Do that first, and then come back and tell me about it. Because it's, it's always a win. If you stop, if you completely, when I say death to self, it's like when you kill that old person, 
that's struggling and addicted and all these things, and you live for Jesus, and you just completely die to your old person, your old man, and you say, I'm going after him no matter the cost, no matter what it takes, no matter what happens, I am serving him all the days of my life, no matter what, even if it's not popular, even if I lose people in my life, even if I'm alone, even if I feel lonely, I don't care the cost, I'm doing it no matter what. When you come to that point, your life is transformed. He takes you over. He takes you over and he comes in like such a good friend, such an intimate lover. He's all you need. He is all you need. We sometimes hear people say, what do you mean he's all you need? I'll say it again. He's all you need. He's all you need. Because it doesn't matter what life throws your way. It doesn't matter what people do. It doesn't matter who wrongs you. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if you lose everything you own. If you have Jesus, you will be okay. Even if it's lonely, you will be okay. You'll have him. That's all that matters. My heart is to see you guys free tonight. Because I know what it feels like. I've had fear since I was a little kid. My mom can tell you. I couldn't sleep by myself. I had to go sleep on the floor in my parents' room all the time. I had severe fear since I was, I don't even remember a time in my life when I didn't have it. Fear. Fear of man, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of pain, fear of losing people close to me fear of death all the time. I mean, every fear you could imagine, I had it. And I lived bound like that my entire life. And for the first time, now I'm 36, I don't live like that anymore. It's the best feeling in the world. And you can have that too. You can have it too. You don't need to live a life full of fear. You don't need to live having anxiety attacks. We are God's children. You are purchased by the blood of Jesus. You are redeemed by the cross. That's not yours to carry anymore. You don't need to carry shame. So many of us carry shame all the time. Shame. It's no secret. My family, we had a lot lot of struggles. If you don't believe me, Google us. But I, I dealt with so much shame as a kid. So much shame embarrassment what will people think what would they think if they knew the real me what would they think if they knew the inner beings of Jess what if they saw behind the closed doors what if they looked into my heart what would they see they would be so disappointed they would look down on me they would laugh at me they would mock me I cared so much what people think And yeah, it still hurts. I mean, of course it does. I'm human. We all are. But I live free in Jesus now. So I'm able to dust it off and just keep on moving. It's the price I chose to pay. It's the cross I chose to bear. I knew this wouldn't be easy. I the one thing I didn't want to do is marry a minister. I said I'd ra- rather marry anybody in the world than a minister because I didn't want my kids to go through what we had to go through as children. I knew, I knew the price that Michael and me would have to pay if he chose to go this road. 
And he was a golfer, so I thought, cool. And then he told me I want to go in full-time ministry. I said, oh, no, oh, my God. Are you sure? Are you sure? But I can say it now. Like, I do it again and again and again and again and again and again. It's so worth it. It's so worth it because it's, it's just about him. So no matter what we face, as happy as I am that all of you guys show up every week, if there was five of you and Jesus was here and I felt his presence, I'd be okay with that. I really would. I really would. Because I've come to the place in life where I just want to please his heart. I want him to look at me and be proud. So it doesn't matter if you don't think I'm great. I mean, I hope you like me, but I mean, if you don't, that's okay. It's okay. Before that would have completely overwhelmed me and I wouldn't have been able to function and I would have gone down this thing of insecurity and oh my gosh, rejection. This is, I would have done that. Not anymore. Not anymore. And the moment I see it rising up again in me, I just thank God for the cross and I have power over it. Jesus wants you to have power over your issues, not your issues have power over you. And too many of us are living bound, bound by our issues. We're bound. We're bound. Some of you guys are bound to pornography. You're bound to lust. You're bound to addictions, drugs, and alcohol. You're bound. That's not what Jesus wants for you. He wants you to live free. He loves you. He purchased you with his blood. With his blood. He loves you so much. And he's just waiting for you to give yourself over to him. Just to give yourself over. All of you. Not just this much. Because eventually, trust me, you'll just give him this much and you'll be down there like I was. You can't do that. You literally have to say, Jesus, take all of me, every bit of me. Take my thoughts. Take my dreams. Take my future. Take my past. Take it all. Take it all. It's yours. It's all yours. It doesn't belong to you. So you just give it to him. He wants to take it. You cast your cares upon him. I always use that Bible verse because that Bible verse, Joy Dawson, who's been so amazing to us, she was like the mother of YWAM. I used to call her just in our darkest days, and she said, when, you, when the Bible says to cast your cares upon him, it's literally like throwing it to Jesus. You're not just like, here, God, I had a bad day. Here, I'm addicted to pornography. Here, I'm addicted to drugs. It's like literally like, take it. Like, take it. It's not mine anymore. It's yours. It's yours, and he wants to take it. He wants to take it, and he wants to completely overwhelm you with his love. There's nothing like his love. His love, only his love will set you free. The love of your children can't set you free. It feels good. It can't free you. You need the love of Jesus. Let's go to Isaiah 55. Yeah. The Lord wants to show you his salvation. 
I'm just going to read it to you. And just please listen. This is not just words. This is, this is the, the Lord. This is the word of God talking to you. I have the New Living Translation, so it might be different for some of you. It said, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Salvation is free. It's ours to take. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. Gosh, that's amazing. See how I used him to display my power among the peoples? I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know, and people unknown to you will come running to obey. Because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Listen, for some of you guys in here, this is your moment. Tonight is your moment. You might not get another moment like this again. Don't let this pass you by. There was something in me when I was at rock bottom that the fight in me finally came out. And it took rock bottom to get there. But man, I'm glad it did because I knew it was my moment to live differently. I had been living the same way even though I wasn't living in sin. I did that when I was in college. But I was living in this circle of fear and anxiety and restlessness and self-doubt and self-hatred. I was just a, it was a circle that never ended. And I got to that point in my life where I said, it stops today. It stops today. It's done. I can't live this way anymore. So some of you guys, that's your moment tonight. The Lord is basically calling you. Are you thirsty? Are you weary? Are you down and broken? I'm here to bring you rest. I'm here to quench your thirst. It's your moment. Don't let him pass you by. So I'll say it again. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. I will accomplish all I want it to, and I will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. That's why I was laughing tonight, just seeing what God's done. It's like the joy of the Lord, the peace. I never had that before. It's awesome. I love it. It's so good. The mountains and hills will burst into song, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Cypress trees are everywhere. 
they're pretty much able to grow in any region. Where nestles grew, myrtles will sprout up. Nestles are poisonous. They're poisonous plants. Myrtles are plants that have medicine. Yeah. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. He's showing you his salvation. It's, it's, it's for free. He wants you to have it. And you might say, well, Jess, I'm, I'm saved. I know Jesus. I come to Jesus nights. I go to church. I read my Bible. But yeah, are you living free? Are you living free? Are you bound? Are you still addicted? Are you still living in fear? Do you have anxiety? Are you losing sleep at night? Do you have peace? Do you have peace? We all need peace. Do you have joy? Do you laugh? Do you dream? When I say dream, I mean all of it. Yeah, dream too. I am a dreamer and my dream life was shut down for all those years. I wasn't dreaming anymore. And now I dream, Michael can tell you, like every night pretty much, which is awesome. But not only that, I'm dreaming again. I feel like a child again. It's like I went back to the beginning, the beginning when everything was easy, when I trusted Jesus completely, when I had no fear of the future. I wasn't thinking about the future. I was just thinking about the day and enjoying it. I was carefree. I wasn't worried. I wasn't afraid what people thought. I wasn't worried about what's God going to do in my life. Will I be effective? Will I do this? Will Who cares? Who cares? If you live in Jesus, everything's going to just fall into place anyways. That's why I say, Michael and I, we were striving 15 years ago. We were trying to make something happen. I used to wear my mom's suits because I thought I was supposed to dress like that. I did. I went in her closet and I like took it over. Michael was wearing a tie and a suit and a jacket because we thought that that's how the people wanted us to look. True story. Every week. Every week. I thought that I had to be just like them and I love them. Michael thought he had to do things a certain way so people would accept him. Because if they knew the real us, would they even care? Would they even come? There was so much striving. So much striving just to get acceptance. We lived our life that way. And now we don't. And now God's showing up. It's, it's, it blows my mind. You have to understand. It's so neat for me to see what God's done in just a short amount of time. And it's not because of who my dad is. And it's not, actually, that worked against us. Jesus' image was birthed when my parents were going through the worst season of our life. When we couldn't even say we related to Benny Hinn because people, it was, we lost friendships over it. That's when Jesus' image was birthed. When nobody wanted us because it had to be God. It couldn't be built on man. It couldn't be built on somebody else's sacrifice. It had to be built in our walk with God. It was hard for God, and he showed up, and we trusted him in it. We trusted him in the process, and God's been so faithful. That's why I cried tonight when I was watching 
everybody worship. I'm like, oh, I'm overwhelmed with the faithfulness of Jesus. It blows my mind every day, every day. And even if all of this went away and I still had him, it would still blow my mind every day because I know who I was. I know what he brought me out of. I know where I was just a few years ago. I know me. Michael knew me. I was a mess. Trust me. I was a mess in the worst way possible. And Jesus picked me up out of that pit. And he saved me all over again. All over again. And I didn't have the Jesus of my family. And I didn't have the Jesus of Michael. I didn't have the Jesus of all of our friends that we get to do Jesus conference with. I had the Jesus of me. My Jesus. My Jesus. Your friends can't save you. Your family can't save you. Your parents can't save you. Your spouse can't save you. Your kids can't save you. Only Jesus. And you have to find your walk with him, your own walk, your own sacrifice, your own journey. It's got to be yours. And it's got to cost you something. Because he's beautiful and he's free, but he's not cheap. You know what I mean? He's not cheap. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the Holy Lamb. He's not cheap. But man, he's so good. He's so faithful. He's so worthy of everything. Of everything. And the way I turned from that dark pit was I finally turned my affection towards Jesus. And that's when everything changed. That's when everything changed. I started praying again. I started talking to him again. I started worshiping again. I started reading the word again. I mean, I wasn't, I was dead. I wasn't doing that stuff. I wasn't. I, I was just like, I have to have you. I have to have you. I have to, because I'm dying inside. And if I don't get you, I don't even know what my future is going to be. I don't even care because I'm just so dead. And I fought. I fought. See, some of us want it, but we don't want to fight. We don't want to sacrifice. We don't want to give of our time. We don't want to give of our resources. We don't want to give nothing. And we just expect that he's going to move on our behalf and take us over. And we might talk like we know him, but only you know how deeply you know him. I didn't want to just talk about it. I could have just copied my husband's sermons and made you talk. That was, that's fake. I wanted to really know him for me. So I challenge you tonight. If you don't know Jesus as an intimate lover, if he's not your everything, if you are living bound, if you are addicted to anything but Jesus, you need to be free. You need to be free. And I'm not judging. I was there. I'm talking out of love because I know the pain. But if you don't know him that way, if you're living in fear 
and doubt and disbelief and anxiety, get down here. Make a commitment. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.